This episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by today's sponsor, Anchor. Ever wanted to start a podcast but can't find the right platform to work with? Don't worry, Anchor has you covered. Anchor is a free audio app that allows you to record a podcast on any device no matter where you are. Anchor includes an editing feature that allows you to customize your podcast, whether it be on your computer or mobile device, so you can easily omit any errors or unnecessary parts. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts, which is amazing. Did I mention the part about making money? No? Well, you could be earning money every time someone listens to your podcast with no minimum listenership. If that's not the easiest way to make a podcast, I don't know what is. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. How's it going, my League of Geeks? And welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Matt. I'm Nick. Oh. <laughs> uh, I can barely hear you guys, but uh, I'm Keith. Hi. How's it going? It's good to be back. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Keith, welcome back. We haven't seen you in over well, actually heard you in over a month. Uh yeah, it's it's been like a month. So uh yeah, I'm yeah. glad to be back, you know. The fans have missed you, Keith. I, I hope they have, you know. I'm probably if they haven't I'll fight funny. them. That goes double for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking out of that fight. Have fun. <laughs> Some friend you are. Yeah. You're not worth any of my struggles. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Speaking of struggles, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the king of entertainment media, which is Disney. Well, to be more precise, Disney remakes. Mm. Extremely controversial subject, to be sure. Wait, we're talking about Disney remakes as in, like, The Lion King, like the live action? Heck yeah, dude. Oh, they are all terrible. The end, end of episode. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I agree. So, yeah, but like Matt said, this is a very controversial topic because there's like certain demographics that these remakes appeal to. Mm-hmm. You have the one audience that's like, "Oh yeah, we want to see our our favorite movies reimagined in 3D and live action and CGI," but then you have that one category that's like, "Oh, these remakes suck. It diminishes the originality. Mm. Well, they're just not." good the <laughs> they don't have the heart of the original no i'm not even all about that whole nostalgia like oh the originals were better because they're the originals because like mm. grow up get better action better this better that but a lot of these new ones fail to it's funny because it's such a hard way to to pave a new movie to remake a movie and make people like it because it's always going to be different you know you look at like batman like every time they recast batman like now we're getting um what is Robert Patterson? Every Batman has their own element, and mm. there's going to be things that people don't like and things people like because it's a different, it's a change. When you're taking the same movie and remaking it, it's hard to be like, oh, pay extra for the same exact movie. So they end up adding their own elements and trying to do things. And then you have the original, the nostalgic people that are like, no, you changed it. This is awful. And then you have the people that if they don't change it, it's like, Yo, you didn't change anything. Why am I paying to see the things? So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like if you remake the movie or not, it's always going to irritate a certain number of audience. Like you keep, like you're referring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess to an extent, like all movies are going to make some people upset, or some people are going to appeal to some things. But 
the Disney remakes are kind of just especially controversial because it's not like new movies that might make people upset. It's just remakes of old movies. <laughs> so it, in a way, it is kind of like they're not doing anything new in many cases. But I digress. In a way, it's like Disney's being lazy. And it's just like, oh, here's something to hold you over until we have something new and glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> or more accurately, how can we get more money? <laughs> really and that's a very solid accusation. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's an interesting trend if you think about it. The, the Disney remakes, and we're going to talk a little bit about the history and the certain movies, I'm sure, but they really started in full in 2010 with Alice in Wonderland, and after that there was one like at least every year for a while. If you think about the 2010s, though, and I, I actually just now am taking a step back, you have all the remakes in the 2010s, you have the new Star Wars in the 2010s, which are sort of like remakes. And then Pixar was just a lot of sequels, like Finding Nemo 2, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Cars 2, Cars 3, blah, blah, blah. And even their original content, they made Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen, right? And then they make Wreck-It Ralph 2 and Frozen 2. Like, this has just been a decade of remakes and sequels and just rehash almost for Disney, if you really think about it. It's kind of weird. I couldn't have said it better myself. The thing, though, How can we take is, these suckers' money? Well, well, the thing, though, that's different is doing a remake and having a sequel is different. One yeah. is world-building yeah. and expanding, yeah. and the other one is like, oh, we gotta restart from scratch, or this is so perfect, let's do it again. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I didn't mean to say that uh, sequels and remakes are the same thing. I just mean it seems right now that Disney's not really exploring a whole lot of new universes. It's just a lot of revisiting the old ones, you know? Yeah. When you really think about it, I don't know if you guys seen Mary Poppins Returns, but it acts as a pseudo-remake yeah. and a sequel. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like, it's supposed to be a sequel, but yet it feels so much like the original. That's like a remake as well. It's so weird, I yeah. I thought it was awful, to be honest. It's just... Because it revisits the same plot points, like, but with different twists. Like, it, it's so weird. Like, there's a song, instead of the chimney sweeps, there's the lamp lighters, and they all have a song right where the chimney sweeps would have a song. It, it's like all the, it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, I don't know how to describe it, Eric. You're right. It's sort of like a pseudo remake. And one thing that really irritated me was the fact that they added a villain in the sequel. <laughs> like, Mary Poppins didn't need a villain. It was all just miscommunications. Yeah, it was just supposed to be a whimsical little time. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, ah, the evil banker going to take the household, blah, 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 blah. Like, nobody wants to see that for Mary Poppins. No one wants to see anything for Mary Poppins. No, everyone just wants to see the OG. That'd be hard. She's like 90-something or something. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just mean, we. If, if people really wanted Mary Poppins, I think they would just go back and watch the original movie. They, they're not like, dang, that really needs a sequel in 2018. <laughs> You're making me I will give the film. After this. <laughs> I will give the film credit. It was nice to see Dick Van Dyke make a cameo. Yeah, that was yeah. true. What was her name? Julie, uh, Julie something. Julie Andrews. Yeah, was she in the new one? I don't think uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't think so. Remember, I I don't think so. I know they had Dick Van Dyke and they had Angela Lansbury who played the bird lady in the musical. They had her as a balloon lady at the end, which was kind of cool. But they did not have Julie Andrews, I don't think. Oh, I remember now. Yes, uh, I read an article about it. 
Julie Andrews said that she didn't want to be in it because she didn't want to take away from the new Mary Poppins. So she was like, yeah, I don't even really want to be in it. I think they offered her, like, a cameo, and she was like, nah. Oh, that's not right. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. If you're just, like, a little... That was, like, like a miss opportunity. Yeah, if you're just a random citizen with one line, I don't see how that's taking away from the new Hell, Mary Poppins. No lines. Yeah, literally. You don't even have to have any... We will pay you not to give a single line. Just be in the goddamn movie. <laughs> the only yeah, one so... that I kind of said I kind of liked was the Lion King remake. Because it literally was a copy and paste of the original. Just live action. Like, there was pretty much the same exact lines, word from word, same songs, pretty much. Oh, and you, you liked yeah. that or didn't like that? I did. Okay. I, li- I liked the Lion King. It's one of my favorites. And the fact that they just kind of kept it the same but made it live action was kind of cool like <coughs> when you take a, like original and then just remake it to like where it's like nothing like the original pretty much like mulan <laughs> where you take out the music you like change her whole backstory well now there's an interesting question what's better what's like is it better to carbon copy it or is it better to try to mix things up because honestly i i would i would sort of agree with you because like when they announced this stuff for Mulan, like, oh, Mushu's gone. Oh, there's no music. Oh, it's really, like, weird. Oh, she's magic now. It's like, mm, I don't know. That's really weird. That's stupid. But then I think, like, ah, oh, but then again, if they just remade the same movie again, it would kind of be stupid, too. I don't know. Well, I can't decide. Stupid people spending money I think... on a copy and pasting movie like me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, honestly, I think my mindset is just don't make a remake at all. I think it varies because... People want to see, like, their childhood reimagined, but also they want to see something new so it deviates from its predecessor. Yeah, that's fair. If it's a literal shot-for-shot remake, then it's almost not worth yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you. But if you deviate too much from the original source material, then that's going to irritate people. Mm. Yeah. So like Matt said, technically the stream of Disney remakes started in 2010, but there was actually three live-action Disney movies that happened, uh, I want to say, like, in the late 1990s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And the first one was Rudyard. I think that's what yeah. you say. Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Yes. Now, unlike John Favreau's Jungle Book, which we'll get to eventually, this one was definitely more faithful to the book because it focused on, well, I want to say half the movie focused on Mowgli as a child and the other half in his adult years. Mm. And he tries to balance his life you know, being in the jungle and stay, staying with man. I don't think, like, it was well-received, or maybe it was, but I don't remember much of it. Mm. Yeah, like that. Like you mentioned before, it's very experimental, you know. I think this was around the time when Disney was experimenting with, you know, how we can simulate a classic movie but in a live-action setting. So I think to play it safe, they started off with The Jungle Book. Yeah. But then they experimented again with not one, but two live-action films based off 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> There was 101 Dalmatians and 102 Dalmatians, because apparently they had one extra pup. Damn, 100 puppies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can barely handle one. <laughs> I don't know, 101, my hat's off. Makes me sympathize with Cruel DeVille a little bit. That's, that might just be too many. Oh, well, granted, they only had 15 of those puppies. The other, damn, I'm not good at math. <laughs> The other puppies, you know, she's kidnapped them and they just took them in. Mm. Yeah, so like I mentioned before, well, actually Matt mentioned before, they really started off this trend in Alice in Wonderland, which released in 2010. Yeah. 
And when you have Tim Burton on board, you know it's going to be a good movie. You know, I've actually, well, <laughs> this is going to be a trend because I'm actually looking at the list of actual live action remakes. I've only seen two of them. <laughs> but Alice in Wonderland would be one that I'd be curious to see because apparently that was actually pretty cool. Like, Tim I Burton really, good. yeah, like apparently. Yeah, I actually yeah, liked yeah. it. From what yeah. I understand, Burton's touch was very. It actually made it a different experience, one that was worth watching in, a, in a, sort of a new style to the original. Yeah, it like borrows elements from the original film, but yet it's almost like Alice is revisiting Wonderland, but in like its old years, which I thought was pretty unique. Hmm, that is cool. And of course, they borrow elements from the film. Well, sorry, borrow elements from the book, like the Jabberwocky, the two feuding kingdoms, the Red and White hmm. Queen. Well, the original movie, there was only one queen, which is the Queen yeah. of Hearts. Well, that's interesting. Between that and Rudyard Kipling's Jungle Book, I kind of like how they're revisiting the source material in the remakes. Like, oh, well, what didn't we build on when we looked at this book or story or whatever that we could build upon now? Like, that's kind of cool. And I feel like towards the end of the remake cycle, we're not even near the end of it, though. IRL is probably like a couple down the pipeline. But as the 2010s go on, I feel like the remakes start to lose that charm a little bit. What did you guys think of the sequel, Alice Through the Looking Glass? I didn't like it, to be honest. I thought the... I don't know. I thought the... What was it? The Time Dude? He was played by Sasha Baron Cohen. I, I think. honestly... He did not have any character development. It was kind of stupid, in my opinion. Mm. Then again, I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. Yeah, I do find it inferior to the first one. I mean, then again, I felt like it just didn't need to happen because the first film ended on such a good note. But, you know, we got to make that money. want to talk about movies that shouldn't have happened. Yo, talk to me about uh, Toy Story 4. I refuse <laughs> to see that. I've probably brought that up a few times. But, like, the fact that they try and do, like, a whole new, like, thing with Bonnie. Like, no, Toy Story 3 was a perfect ending. Like, I don't care mm. Bonnie's experiences with Woody Buzz. No, no. <laughs> Say it with me, Nick. Toy Story 4 is non-canon. <laughs> just gross. Should what, be. That's overall what we're getting to here is that when you make do a remake or a sequel, you have so much potential for it to go it for it to be something fantastic and amazing and make the best movie yet, like Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. Or you can make a, what, Jaws 2 it was? <laughs> or Jaws 2 or Jaws 3? Oh, Jaws 3, 3D. 3D. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> or you have the potential for a Jaws 3, where it is the worst movie ever. Um, what are you talking about? And that's 3D the, visual the, effects? The Bye. big thing. You know what? I'll keep the Star Wars comparisons. Or you can make a... Um, yeah, The Last Jedi was the one that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> The, the whole point is you have to keep those key elements that everybody loves and that are the... You have to keep it cons- consistent. <laughs> and on top of that, if you're going to make a remake, you don't want a just scene-for-scene scene remake of a movie. But if you did something new, keeping the key aspects everybody likes, you will have an amazing movie. Because that's where Alice in Wonderland did so well, because it was a completely new adventure with the same elements, the same core, same setting, um, and the same everything that we like. It was a very consistent movie. It held true with a new adventure. Hmm. 
uh, I think, to something like D&D when it comes to movies. And that's exactly every movie comes down to the D&D rules. And it is very true, especially once you start DMing, you see every movie is just one D&D campaign or <laughs> many, depending on the movie. With that, consistency is key. And that's just how it goes. That's where the new um, the prequels or yeah, the prequels to Star Wars messed up so badly is because they didn't keep it consistent. They were just throwing in the things for the shock value and it, it ruined the whole movie. It was it became a joke because it was, oh, guess what? This can happen and this can happen and this can happen. And guess who? There's this new bad guy. Wait, no, he's dead. Guess what? There's another bad guy and he was him. And it, they were just it, it's it was a really <laughs> bad movie. The prequels were, were bad. We need to do a Star Wars video at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> All in good time. All when in you good keep time. That consistency. And when you keep that, like if you look at Avatar The Last Airbender, if you keep that crawl, that consistent like power crawl that you saw these these characters starting out from day one to the season finale, you go through and you see the development and you see that there's a consistency in that. And that's that's the biggest thing is what I'm getting at is movies need that consistency and when you have a movie like Mulan where they're remaking her adventure like they're redoing her completely it's just a complete remake you're gonna have people not like that because you're messing with the key elements you know you're getting rid of Mushu the main one of people's favorite character quite honestly you're getting rid of such great elements to push an agenda or to try to make it so new Mm. Where if you kept if you kept Mushu, you kept Mulan, you did all of that, and maybe instead of saving China, um, or she was saving China again because that's Mulan, but maybe it was more like a third Mulan, not really the first one. Maybe it's mm. not necessarily the Huns again; it's the Mongolians, or actually the Huns were Mongolian, I'm pretty sure, but it, it's something like that. You know, you would do something different. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, not just different for the sake of being different. Now, I didn't see Mulan, but I know that they added a new character and that Mulan has a sister now. And the only Wait, reason what? I know that is because Ooh. apparently she does absolutely nothing and she's just there for the sake of being like, see, it's new. We have Mulan's sister now. Mulan but it's like, yeah, but she doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And again, it's just for the sake of for appearing new. And do I have to address the elephant in the room? Disney Plus is charging you $30 extra just to view it. <laughs> yeah. I'm is... glad it lost so much money. On like a budget of like, what was it, like $600 million? million was... I think. Yeah, $200 million and only made like 200000 back or something like that. Yeah, I think it's up to a few million or whatever. But no, yeah, 30 for the for perspective, you could buy a, you could walk into a movie theater request a ticket for Mulan in a hypothetical universe and walk in with no popcorn, no soda, no nothing for like 10 bucks. <laughs> this yeah. is three times that. And at movie theaters by me, it's, you can get it for $5 on certain days. <laughs> I guess, I guess the thinking is that maybe you have a bunch of people over, like say your whole family's watching it. And that in that case is a money saver, but I don't know. Come on. It's Disney plus. We're already paying for Disney plus. Isn't that enough? <laughs> not to Disney. We gotta keep yeah, making that money. Really. Yeah. Going back to the stream of remakes, like we mentioned, Alice in Wonderland did so well. So how does Disney continue on with this trend? By ruining Maleficent. Ooh, you didn't like Maleficent? 
I kind of thought it was good the first one. Dang, I, I never it. saw it, but I heard it was pretty good. I have nothing against Angelina Jolie, but I kind of how they hated Maleficent's character. Like, she's like the most diabolical Disney villain ever, and I'm supposed to feel sympathy for her. Mm-hmm. I, like, what I the hell? I agree with that. Um, I can't say I remember the first, like, the original. I watched the remakes, and I like the remakes, but that was coming from a rather new perspective, like a first-time viewer. Um, but I do definitely agree with that. They, Disney especially has a habit, um, or especially has a habit of making these bad guys, these ultimate villains, and being like, oh, look, we're going to make another movie, and you're supposed to feel bad for them, and they're not actually that bad, where... <laughs> um, there used to be rules and laws. Like, the bad guys used to be bad guys, and that's just how it was. I mean, Maleficent, in the original film, she was the queen of petty shits because she cursed Aurora just because she didn't get invited to King Stephen's <laughs> blessing or whatever. That was petty. Great. Yeah. Great. That was something that I admired because, wow, she's that <laughs> sadistic. I will give Disney some credit, though. I haven't seen Maleficent. I heard it was good, but you guys are... You're telling me it's bad. It might be bad. Like, obviously, up to interpretation. But I will give credit where it's due. We're up to the second remake in the big, like, disgusting era of remakes. And they're still sort of being original. Like, Alice in Wonderland incorporates a lot from the books. Tim Tim Burton has his own approach. And with Maleficent, it's sort of not even a remake. It's almost like a retelling of Sleeping Beauty from Maleficent's point of view. So... I'm I'm sort of still impressed that the, uh, I mean I would have taken Maleficent any day over the week, uh, instead of like a Sleeping Beauty live action remake <laughs> like that would have been boring as heck. So I don't know I, I I will that's my two cents but I will say I give some credit for that decision. Okay, Matt. Here's some advice: if you're going to watch Maleficent, do yourself a favor and don't <laughs> oh, watch the sequel. Oh boy, yeah, I heard the sequel was just ass though. I made a huge mistake going to the movies to watch it because I was curious. But I shouldn't let my curiosity get the better of me because I was watching a horrendous <laughs> pile of shit. Yeah, I'll agree with that one. It, it was just like, at that point with what was going on, I don't really want to spoil it. Because Matt, I don't know. He's gonna no, I'm never going to watch it. But let's just say they had the audacity to try to, you know, hook us in with like nothing but action sequences. But that wasn't enough to save this movie. We want to know something very funny. Oh, sorry, Keith, you first. Well, I was just going to say, that also seems to be a common enough theme recently, was with John Wick 3. I heard it was rather good, but everybody I know that watched it said all it was was one action sequence to the next, to the next, to the next. There was nothing new. I suddenly never got to see it. All I was going to say is, um, while we were preparing for this video, like getting set up, you know, start recording, I opened the Wikipedia page for the remakes, like all of them. And I saw Maleficent Mistress of Evil, and I was like, oh, I, didn't, I forgot they were making a Maleficent sequel. When is that coming out? And then I looked. <laughs> like, I totally forgot that that already happened. I feel like it is so irrelevant. Like, I don't think anyone cared about it, and the people who saw it did not like it. I believe after Maleficent was the Cinderella remake, and mm. I thought it was okay. I mean, it had a few changes that I did admire, like Cinderella meeting the prince before mm. the ball, and, you know, the prince having a legit reason to take his father's throne, because, you know, mm. his father was well, sick. The Sorry, you were saying, Keith? The only thing I was going to say against that movie is I do, did like what they added new. I just felt like it was very lackluster. Like, it was very... Maybe it was... Too, I don't want to say it was too close to the original, 
but it just felt kind of boring and slow paced to to me mm. personally. Yeah, I sympathize with that. It had some nice changes, but the rest was just pretty boring. I feel that. I I never. <laughs> it's another one I never saw. So. <laughs> surprisingly it's not on disney plus i mean i was curious and i was like hey i haven't seen this remake in a while it won't be available until at the oh. end of the year is it oh. really not available on disney plus i looked it up maybe a month ago so i thought maybe i it saw changed. like a week ago they added it but it's very possible that they're just getting ready to add it so i don't know well i thought every disney remake was going to be on disney plus yeah at i was point. expecting that too but the more i think about it the more they're probably gonna hold some stuff from us to get people like to dangle it in front of people like oh you want to watch this right stay subscribed to disney plus things aren't looking too good for our you know disney remakes until 2016 we got mm. the jungle Book. no i remember this probably since alice in wonderland maleficent was like the first big remake i remember paying attention to where it was like, oh my gosh, this is apparently like really good, and everyone's seeing it. Did you see it, No, I didn't see it. <laughs> but I did say, I, I did like the animation on the animals and all that stuff. It looks pretty cool. If I have to be honest, this is currently my favorite Disney remake. I don't really have a list because <laughs> I hate most of them, but the Jungle Book, mm. I actually like a lot. And in some cases, well, it's almost on par with the original movie, because just like with Alice in Wonderland, not only do they borrow elements from the original film, but also from the source material, hmm. which is the book series. I mentioned if there was a, a Disney remake I w- wanted to actually watch, it would be Alice in Wonderland, but I think Jungle Book would be in close second, because I agree, it does look very cool. Oh, Alice in Wonderland? It's good, mm. but the Jungle Book is better. Nick, did you guys see this? Yeah, I believe. Nick and I saw it. Well, oh, we saw it in yeah, years we did, first release, honestly, right? it's been so long now, I can't remember really watching it. I would probably rewatch it again. It's been that long. <laughs> Going back to the animation, even though it's just CGI, it still looks realistic, which is, I gotta give Disney credit for making CGI I look very realistic. I want to ask a question that's kind of off of topic here. What's your favorite, like, underappreciated uh, Disney movie? Oh my god! Chicken Little. Freaking say Chicken Little. Really? <laughs> yeah, I actually like Chicken Little. I know that's gonna put me on the death list nah, for some of you, but that was great. That's like my child, that's one of my I know, childhood just... movies, Chicken Little. I don't believe this is Disney. This I don't actually know what company made this. It might have actually been Disney, but Iron Giant. Was that Disney? No. I think that was... Yeah, but, oh, no, no, it was made by Brad Bird, and he would work for Disney later. He would do Incredibles. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I was going to say that one, because nobody seems to... I mean, everybody knows that, and I feel like it has a special place in everybody's heart. But that's something I want to see a live-action remake of. That would be that, really that cool, would be cool, actually. Go more in-depth with it. It recently mm-hmm. got a cool following, so mm. I'd be down for that. What about you, Nick? Uh, Big Hero 6. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? That's not slept on. Everybody knows that movie. Uh, yeah, but to it, an it extent, it's the kind appreciation of that it deserves. I don't think it's that slept on, but it's a little slept on. Because it, it was sandwiched right in between... Freaking Frozen, Tangled, Moana, and Wreck-It Ralph. Like, those are... Everyone talks about those. I feel like, of the five, Big Hero 6 is usually the last one people mention. Yeah, that is true. I actually did rewatch uh Tangled, and I'm not gonna lie, it almost made me cry. I love that. I saw that movie for the first time. Oh, I'm gonna get Dude, to it last year. I did year. not like it. I can't say I care about it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what the hell was wrong with you? <laughs> no, it was great. I don't know. 
I watched it for the first time last year. I've watched it since, like, once. It's a good little film. I don't know if it's just because I'm older, but I literally saw everything coming from the beginning. Uh, yeah, I guess, but it's still pretty charming, though. I don't know. It, it is very predictable. Like, I would say, I mean, that is, we are older, but I agree with Matt. I still think it just holds this very special, like, I think the characters were super well-written, and I just think the story went along really well. Very predictable story, but it has a certain charm with, to it. To and I love the music invested. in it, too. Yes. Amazing soundtrack. <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> Go on, live your dream. Thank you. Your dream stinks. I was talking to her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just tuck uh, Settling Boys, because it's probably only a matter of time before that gets a live-action remake. Yeah, in 2030. I can see that being a good remake, but that's where it comes down to where it's like almost if it's good enough, you kind of should leave it alone. Because I was thinking about, like I just said, I think it would be good. But if you remake it, you would need to add in new elements. And I think that if you added anything new, it would ruin the story. You would almost have to make, instead of making it a remake, you would have to kind of just rearrange the story and keep the key elements that would be interesting would be like a little mermaid because you could keep the key people like neptune and prince charming and all of them right charming eric oh yeah eric. prince yeah. eric that's we got the namesake right uh, here yeah eric you're <laughs> prince. Um, you i wish i the, was the main like ursula and you keep that like flounder and that that just base like core characters the core plot of that but you rework everything else That'd be interesting, especially with today's CGI like capability. Well, we're gonna have to see because they've already announced that a Little Mermaid remake is coming. I'm keeping my expectations low, but but knowing my curiosity, it's gonna get the better of me. Well, what do you think of them redoing these Disney movies, but doing them in a modern era, making a live action hmm. remake? But instead of Little Mermaid being back in like wherever with ships and princes and knights and kings and stuff, <laughs> surrounded by was... plastic and pollution. No, oh my gosh! Day. <laughs> oh my god! Did you ever see the movie? Uh, what was the name of the movie? Oh, Enchanted. Yes. yes yeah. That's what that's that's what that inspired. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, like the princess who goes to like modern day America. I like how she chooses to stay here, even though it's like a complete shithole. <laughs> Dude, I have to rewatch that movie. That was like another like movie I really liked. That movie is like the ultimate Disney princess spoof, yeah, really like is. satire. It's, and it's, it is a Disney movie too. So Disney's essentially making fun of themselves <laughs> when you think about it, because they had it in all these cliches like, "Oh, you're gonna marry yeah. somebody you just met," "True love's first kiss," <laughs> "Talking to yes. animals." Yes, because yeah, that really is the just a giant self parody. You have the evil parents <laughs> or step parents or whatever. You have the animal psychic, even though that kind of goes yeah. with you know yeah, talking yeah. animals, but still, you know what I mean. Oh my gosh, I forgot all about that movie. That's a very slept on movie. That's a very slept on movie. Yeah, Amy Adams mm, and I James Marsden. I think yeah. the one scene I remember from that movie was when he thought the TV was talking to him, but it was actually yes. like a news report. It's being we're being live to fifth on Broadway. Fifth on Broadway. <laughs> yes, I'm on my way. That was a great movie. That was <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about it until uh, you guys were... Was it Nick or Keith who mentioned the live-action setting? Keith, I think it was you, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it, it would be interesting to see Disney tackle a serious environmental you know, subject such as I, that. I, it'll, stuff yeah. like that out of movies, like Disney movies. 
Like, I don't want to think about, like, pollution in, like, a happy Disney movie. If anything, it could bring awareness. Finding Nemo made a big a big thing about, like, oh, you know, respect marine life, and Finding Dory especially, so. They, they definitely dipped their toes in the water, no pun intended, of environmental messages. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely do more, though. I don't think that right. having it as an underlying theme or under whatever. Underwater um, theme? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't think, uh, though, them adding that would be a bad thing. It would just be a bad thing if they over-push it. Like, as long as, I mean, even if the story is built around this whole pollution um, base thing and of how maybe the kingdom's, like, destroying the water, um, even that done in the right way would make a good entertaining story yeah um but yeah. if it's just like oh like like depending on how how they do it it could be bad or good yeah you just don't want to be preachy you know because then yes yeah that's the biggest issue all right so after the jungle book i believe was no yeah a lot of people hate this movie mm. but i like this i found it okay. this is the first disney remake that i saw and i did not like it very much this this for me was like I respect yeah. that, but I no, think no, it was you're, that you're bad. good. You're Sorry, right to too. It wasn't off. that bad. I just thought like like uh, as Keith said about the Lion King, and Nick too even said it, it. It's very much just sort of straddles the line of okay, this is the exact same story you saw before for the most part. You get a little bit at the beginning, which I appreciate, like the lore, the backstory. But other than that, it's just like I'll just watch the original. Like I don't need to hear. Who was it? Emma, Emma, yeah, Emma Watson. Emma Watson's like no. auto-tuned singing voice for an hour and a half. I'll, I'll just go watch the original Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, we can all agree <laughs> that her singing was terrible. It's like infamous. Whoa. Whoa, don't be mean to Emma Watson. I'm sorry, uh, madam. I sorry. love Emma Watson. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. madam. She's like amazing. If, yeah, yeah. if you uh, hear this, we're not actually uh, cr- criticizing your voice. You have a lovely voice. Emma Watson, if you ever stumble upon this review... Uh, I apologize. You're a great actress. I just didn't like Beauty and the Beast. Please have mercy on me. And I apologize, too. <laughs> I didn't mean it literally. It I'm, was too much. just messing around. I, I do agree with that. I mean, I didn't think her singing was that that off. I didn't think anything of it. It was an okay movie. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm mostly mad. kidding. <laughs> I will say, I did like some of the original songs, like uh, Days in the Sun mm. and mm. Evermore, I think. They were nice songs. I'll give it that. Dude, it is Beauty and the Beast is right now the ten, the remake is the tenth grossest, the tenth highest grossing film of all time. Tenth <laughs> grossest. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yes, it's disgusting. No, the tenth highest grossing film of all time. It's nuts. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it saved them financially. But I mean, from like yeah. you know nostalgia. No, I, I agree. I should I mean, say. I'm sorry. The OG is better, but I'm gonna say that for okay. all of these. All of the OGs are better. Yeah, that goes without saying. Do I have to remind you guys that Beauty and the Beast was the first yes. anime film to receive an yes, Oscars, I think, picture, or like yes. nominated for an Oscars? Crazy. Next we have, oh, I believe, I is Christopher I Robin. I really liked this movie a lot. 12 out of 10. I mean, yeah, I loved I it too. My actual rating would be like an 8 out of 10, but it was fantastic. So charming. Like, Disney at its best. It's like, the first half has you, like, in tears where Christopher Robin's, like, growing up and he has to leave the 100 Acre Wood, and it's like... Such a unique premise now, like he's an adult, and it's like, oh, so this, good, I love it. This is the perfect example, though, of what I was talking about. It kept all the core a- aspects, it kept all of the consistency of the originals, and mm-hmm. it was a new adventure. It yeah. looked at Christopher Robin, like you said, all grown up, 
and in a way, it kind of passed the torch to his, what, it was his daughter in the movie. I think so, yeah. So, if they wanted to... Which yeah, his say, daughter. Not that they will, but if they wanted to, they could explore a new generation of Winnie the Pooh with his daughter, you know? Mm. They, they, they really... This was just a phenomenal movie, just of how they did it and the nostalgia there. And like you were said, like there were many parts in the movie that actually made me want to cry or almost cry <laughs> just because it, it's your childhood. You know, these were the books you read. These were the, the movies you watched, the shows you watched. And here it is all grown up. And it just reminds you of how much time has passed. I saw this the uh, I saw this movie in theaters with a whole group of people. And one of them. Uh, was my buddy who was about to go away to school because this came out like over the summer and he was getting ready to go away. And when the song, when the openings happened and all the characters were singing like, "Oh goodbye, like we'll see you later," and he just like started crying. Oh. It was yeah, sad, funny but sad. Shout out to Andrew. Yes, Andrew. <laughs> Shout out, Andrew. We love you. Sorry for telling everyone you did, that you cried. Uh, I take it I retcon it. You didn't cry. You were laughing hysterically. This was the perfect movie. It's about, you know, recapturing your childhood. And Disney mm. did a phenomenal job with it, as you guys said. And Eeyore, <laughs> oh my god. I loved Eeyore before. He he was honestly the best part of the movie. Freaking who played him? It was that... Brad <laughs> Garrett. And if you guys have seen uh, the Nine Museum the, the movies, Island he head. was the... Brad, like, dum-dum, give me gum-gum. I forgot the name. Yeah, the Easter Island head. <laughs> really? Yep. Eeyore's one-liners killed me. He's like, oh great, he's got a weapon. Good, sacrifice the donkey. I was in tears when I heard Eeyore shouting. Like, I don't think we've ever seen Eeyore shout yeah. any incarnation of Winnie the Pooh. Gosh, I want to rewatch this movie now. I actually loved it enough to buy it on DVD, and then it came out on Disney+, Plus and it was completely useless, but I still have the DVD. <laughs> I bought the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe before it was on uh, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, same for me I'm with, in that boat. with Gravity Falls. I, I have a lot of DVDs now that are completely useless. Wait a but minute. It's all good. I'm just coming back. Did I hear Gravity Falls? We're talking about how we have uh, DVDs for movies and shows that are now completely useless because of Disney+. Plus. So, Nick brought up uh, the MCU. I, I brought up Christopher Robin. and I do not think Gravity Falls is a useless DVD set to own just mm. because even after Disney Plus goes or you don't have your subscription or the power that the internet's out you will always have that and gravity falls is one of the few shows where i will say it has a rather good i won't say amazing we'll have it has a rather good rewatch value and it is again it's in probably my top five favorite cartoons and i I kid of course I, i like having dvds for the purpose that you just said like one day i'm not gonna have a streaming service but i'll always have dvds but anyway i digress we should move on from christopher robin as amazing as it is. So, 2019, which was last year, we didn't get not one, not two, <laughs> yeah. but three so Disney they? remakes. Uh, in March was Dumbo. In May was Aladdin. And in July, as we mentioned numerous times, The Lion King. I wanted to see Dumbo, but I don't think anybody was around to see it. <laughs> I think last year, uh, or 2019, and especially late 2018, when all the trailers and stuff was coming out for these three movies, I think that's when everybody realized just how off the edge the remake trend was going. It was like, wow, hold on, you're actually doing three in one year? Are you insane? Like, how far has this gone? I saw Dumbo, and I didn't like it very much. I mean, Dumbo wasn't exactly my favorite Disney movie, but it has a certain charm to it. I mean, it was about animal cruelty and shit. But the thing about it is, I didn't think Dumbo was popular enough 
Like, it doesn't have, like, a wide, large audience. Dude, they will make it for anything. They have a live-action remake for Bambi coming out. They do not care. Oh, y'all, I can't wait to see Bambi's mom die in IRL. (laughs) We already seen Mufasa die in IRL, so what's stopping them from doing that to Bambi's mother? At least when you have Tim Burton on board, like, you know, it's it's watchable, but still, even that wasn't enough to save it for me, which is shocking because... I loved Alice in Wonderland, but mm-hmm. I didn't get that same appeal oh, we should have, watching uh, Dumbo. We should have put a spoiler warning. Uh, Bambi's mom dies in Bambi. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to ever see Bambi. I think I, I watched it when I was really little. <laughs> I can't say I've ever really seen it. <laughs> it it's one of those movies that's like, movie. sort of cool because of how the history of it. Like It was one of the first full-length animated movies. Like Kind of cool. And it was yeah. the first of Disney's yeah. coming-of-age movies. Because, like, half the movie was Bambi as a child. Well, a young fawn, I should say. And then him in his, like, you know, grown-up years or whatever, like, mm. as a full-on buck or something. Not the animal <laughs> expert here. I that do goes to Matt. love animals. But you're good. It was a buck. You are correct. Do you I get a cookie? Of your choice of flavor. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, Dumbo, was, like, my family tried to go see it. My mom was like, oh, we should all go see it. And we were like, eh, because my brother really likes Tim Burton. So it was like, yeah, it might be cool. We never actually got the just the drive strong enough to put our butts in the seats. We were just like, all right, well, it's gone now. <laughs> like, I think that kind of says something about Dumbo. Yeah, again, it's a live-action remake of Dumbo, like Eric said. Like, it's Dumbo. Like, really? That's a big enough IP to reboot? Ugh, nothing is sacred. Amen to that. We had Aladdin, as I mentioned. Wow, do I have a lot to say about this? Well, first off, Will Smith genie. God, the CGI was horrible. Well, Will Smith, I will give credit. He's a good actor. Yeah. Well, actually, he's a great actor. Like, everybody loves Will Smith. I mean, look yeah. at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But, like, the thing about it is that I think before this movie, we're so used to seeing Will Smith in all these, like, serious and action-packed roles. And then going back <laughs> to such a goofy role, like, it was, like, a unsettling to me. Like, I didn't find him that I think funny, part of it, honestly. though, is that Will Smith had really big boots to fill. Because Robin Williams as Genie is, like, probably one of the most iconic Disney characters of all time. In my opinion. <laughs> I'm sure Smith tried his best. Then again, I didn't see it, so. I mean, I thought Jasmine was kind of bland. I mean, they try to give her more of a reason by, you know, she wants to be Sultan so she can, mm. you know, protect her, what is it, powers or whatever. But I don't I'm, know, like, she just still felt yeah. bland to me, in a way. But probably the worst character, mm. I'm sure we can all agree with, is Jafar. Remember how sinister and diabolical Jafar was in the original film? Here, he's, like, very whiny, and he's not, <laughs> uh, like... Oh my god, they ruined Jafar. And if you thought Genie was horrible, look at Genie <laughs> Jafar. He was horrendous to look at. Now he would have made the grossest film characters. <laughs> if it wasn't highest grossness. <laughs> Keith, Nick, did you guys see Aladdin? I did. I actually kind of liked it. Uh, I thought it was interesting, like the, the uh, yeah of it. It wasn't secured, I guess, the best. Then yeah. again, I never was a big Aladdin fan of originally. Interesting. Well, on the contrary, I love Aladdin, so watching that movie religiously and now seeing the remake, like, almost 20 years later, everything about it felt off to me. But I will admit, the songs did have a certain Mm. charm to them. I mean, Speechless, I mean, I have to admit, that was a pretty good song. But yet, all that built up and how it, like, ended with, like, you know, Jasmine overpowering everybody, it quickly got demolished, like, because she gets captured in the next (laughs) scene or whatever. Aladdin himself, you know, he was all right. Obviously, he's mm. no Scott Ringer, I'll tell you that. And Keith, what did you think of the movie? Uh, 
never saw it. I just ah. heard that it was super awful from multiple, multiple people. Um, <laughs> just, I just heard of how bad the movie was, and then people were like, "Oh, even if they would show it to like for free tomorrow, I would not see it again." Interesting. Yeah, that I kind of heard it was bad too, but like, yeah, I didn't see it. So I think we'll move on to Disney Plus original movies, starting with never Lady and the Tramp. It. Yeah, never saw it. I think I saw it. Wow! If you count Lady and the Tramp, there were freaking four live yeah, action think... remakes last year. That's didn't nuts. I see it at your house, Eric? Yeah, I think you signed into Disney Plus on my TV, and then yeah. you know you showed me it. <laughs> I guess it must have been bad if I don't remember it. <laughs> Blocked it out of your memory. It's like a repressed memory. You have to go to therapy to remember Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It was, it was pretty name. bad. I'll say it was good because it's dogs. Dogs are always 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. If you see a dog in the movie, or hell, if you even see a cat, mm-hmm. like any cats animal, suck. it's a 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> Your cats are really bad. They are evil. I will give you solid reasons not to <laughs> shit on cats, but that's going off topic. Anyway, Laying the Tramp, like, the CGI was impressive, but it's not enough to save it, like, how unoriginal the story was. Because, like, you know, like we keep saying, shot for shot remake. Laying the Tramp, we mm-hmm. all agreed that it was inferior to its predecessor, and we already shit on Mulan, so that's pretty much it so far with the stream of, you know, Disney remakes. And I'm actually looking at the list now. Apparently, there's going to be yet what? another 101 down. Yeah, remake, I just looked at it's that Emily Blunt is playing If I had to take a guess, it's going to be the same treatment with Maleficent. Keith and I agreed that, you know, it was horrible how we Wait, made, you know, the Disney going feel sympathetic. Yes, you did. Why, why are you going to do that? <laughs> You're going to make her play like a lovable character to this villain that just like wants to kill all dogs in the world? What can I say? Emily Blunt must have some pretty good range. Well, <laughs> Let's see. Little Mermaid, we mentioned. There's actually going to be a remake of Peter Pan. Yes, I just Peter saw Pan that. And Wendy. Really? That's going to be interesting. I love the Peter Pan movie. And, oh, a sequel to The Jungle Book, which I'm completely down for because... I think they're going by those, you know, book material or whatever. We might see Mowgli older as he mm. in- interacts with more of the man village. Great googly Mowgli. So I think it could work. See, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> God knows we have yeah, enough of those re- remakes. And most of them aren't Disney, mind yes. you. Did you see after that, uh, Eric? Wait, what? Pinocchio. Okay, I'm a little bit, you know, anxious about. Oh, God. Which back do that? Dog. We got to have money. What, what money do they need? I feel like they that's their Marvel, answer to everything. We got to have money. Have, like the Disney classics. Like, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> They're trying to prove that, you know, with enough money, we can make any movie, even if it goes to the audience's <laughs> wishes. No pun intended. Punchback, no. And why stop there? Let's look at what's going on Disney Plus in the future. We got Sword in the Stone. I mean, yeah. granted, that was like one of the most awkward yeah. Disney movies. But I guess it could work. Like you said, it was very awkward. It was like 1960s Disney. So it wasn't like, that was a time period. I don't think the animated movies were doing so well. So that's the kind of thing that eh, it might be interesting to see. You know? Robin Hood, even though like, what's even the point? I mean, what the heck? That's going to look so weird. Anthropomorphic animals. Because that's a good yeah. point. We've never seen live action it, Disney look very of bizarre. anthropomorphic animals. Because Jungle Book, Lady and the Tramp, and Lion King, they're all walking on all fours. And stuff. This is going to be bizarre. Oh, it's going to be weird. I don't I don't like that. <laughs> it's going to be uncanny. And last but certainly not least. Because. The movie's not even well, 20 years old. And yet they so confirmed a remake. That I don't blame it. But, like, at the same time, I don't know what else you explore, because they did the movie, they did the sequel, they did the whole TV TV show about all of the different aliens and stuff. They had the big movie at the end of the show where all the aliens come back. Like, 
There's not many avenues left to explore on Lilo and Stitch. We de- I don't really think we need that. But then again, I don't really think we need most of these. Arguably any of them. As I keep saying, because Disney is such like, you know, a financially successful company, they have the power to do anything and give us whatever film we want. <laughs> despite yeah. what audiences think. Depressing. Or they'll start remaking like TV shows. Like we're going to get uh, like a Kim. Oh no, we're already getting live action Kim Possible. We already got we that. Already... What are you talking about? I forgot about we, that. We don't Wait, talk that about that. Happen? We I can't don't believe talk I forgot about that. that happened. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I didn't personally see it. Nick, did you actually I saw see it? Previous to it, no. and it looked horrible. Oh, <laughs> I thought you're not gonna taint the name of Kim Possible. I get that. Yeah, but you can see a worrying sign with that. They're already dipping into other stuff they have. Like we could get a live action Phineas yeah, and Ferb or some stupid crap like well, that. Well, I mean, they they just added a new movie with them. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I'm I'm just saying their TV shows aren't even safe. It's gonna be horrifying seeing a live action triangle face. Yeah, it's gonna be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'll just CGI him. The film industry's not doing so hot right now too because. From what I understand, no one's really going back to theaters yet because they're all oh, still so nervous. No. So nobody's releasing any movies because they're if they're, it's guaranteed they're, they're gonna make no money. So it, everyone's kind of in limbo right now, as far oh, as no, movies go. Multi-million dollar industry <laughs> not making money. <laughs> oh man, Oof. I'm kind of curious when the House of Mouse became a mansion. <laughs> uh well, I can tell you. Probably, or uh, I don't know. That's a good question, because I've read about like, because you know me, I, I love history and I love Disney and whatnot. So I actually read an autobiography or a biography about Walt Disney's brother Roy, uh, who by the way, totally underrated guy. He like helped Walt. It was awesome. They were like a brother team. But anyway, um, really, it it became so big because. Walt just kept pushing it. Like, for a lot of times, Disney was almost bankrupt pretty much for a long time. Because every time they do something, Walt would be like, okay, let's do an animated movie now. And everyone was like, no, please, you're going to lose all your money. And they did that for world throughout the 40s. They, they, he was like, let's do a theme park now. And they were like, no, Walt, no, we're going to lose our money. But long story short, they really just had like no money for a while. And then I think really the 90s is what put them over the edge. They By that point, Disney Renaissance. You had Michael Eisner. You had Bob Iger. Eventually, they just In became terms of money. Freaking... We have no money. <laughs> yeah, literally, that was that was Walt and Roy Disney. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, that's that's a fun story actually about them. But anyway, I think '90s and 2000s is when they became really big. Because then with Bob Iger, he started freaking just buying everything. He's the one who started the remake trend. He's the one who bought Pixar. Uh, Marvel, uh, Star Wars, or Lucasfilm, I should say, Fox, um, and by that point, there was no going back. <laughs> so I would say they became a mansion in the 90s, and they have become a 400,000 square foot mansion since then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a little Disney history for you guys out there, <laughs> in case you wanted it, or in case you didn't. Saving Mr. Banks, would you count that as a remake, or... I don't really think so. However, it's not completely faithful to the source material, because I remember, (laughs) like, Mary Poppins' creator, she hated the movie. I mean, the one thing that triggered her was the penguin sequence. Like, you know, she specifically asked no animation whatsoever, 
even if it's like you know mm-hmm. one frame or whatever. She didn't want any of it. Reality. Well, how do you ask Walt it. Disney to not do animation? That's not fair. My only hope is that even though most of these live action Disney remakes are going to suck, I'm hoping that they have at least yeah. a certain charm to it, like something interesting to keep <laughs> me invested. Yeah. But what do you guys think? In the Discord server, what Disney remakes would you want to see? And what do you think of the Disney remakes in general? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Can you sympathize with them? Can you, I don't know, sort of relate to them? Like, yeah, anything? let what us your know. About them? Let us know. We want to know what you guys are thinking. We want to know if you we offended anybody. Like, somebody out there is like, hey, Alice Through the Looking Glass is actually my favorite movie of all time, and here's why. You know? Oh, why? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey, just to remind you guys, we're not here to shit on your favorite movies. We're just four geeks expressing our views, like sharing our thoughts. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what this thing's all about, like expressing our thoughts. <laughs> but um, does anybody have any closing thoughts, closing remarks, any interesting geek tidbits? Well, we are going to, I guess, no, I guess not. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna say something, and then my brain was like, no, no, you're not. Oh, <laughs> that's me every day at school, you know. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. Okay, I'll try again tomorrow. Uh, no, but I think that is all. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, again, if you guys really made it this far, um, thank you. I mean, we couldn't be here without you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. You guys just uh, you make our dreams come true. Them. When we oh. wished, when we wished upon a star, you guys appeared. Huh? Oh. Tying it back to Disney. Ooh, ooh, that's nice. And <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, wait for next episode. Next episode, we are going to be talking about Pop Tarts <laughs> and Cats and Dogs. Which one's better? I know Eric's gonna gonna have to fight all of us, and this is where <laughs> so... we were sizing everybody up because it's gonna be Eric versus all of us. Oh my so, Thank God. you guys, and uh, let's. Uh, yeah, I hope to see you uh, then. Check those episodes out. Yeah, get involved. Tell your friends about us. If somebody you know is going on about a Disney movie or a Disney thing that they're excited for, you could be like, oh, well, actually, Eric and Keith from Geeks Crossing said XYZ, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they could be like, oh, and then you could show them this video, and then they will, I don't know, celebrate. <laughs> 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 Wait, what is it? Come and so so make a time. Come on, that's it. <laughs>